here's your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Live, Love, and Eat show. My name is Benedine Otto. I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach. I'm an EFT practitioner, and I'm also the managing editor of a magazine called the Live, Love, and Eat magazine. Now, our special guest today is Mark Semple. Now, Mark is a certified comprehensive coach, an energy healer, a yoga teacher, an author, and a speaker. He supported many clients in releasing that which was impeding them from fully enjoying their life journey. Mark utilizes a variety of initiative coaching, energy clearing techniques to identify and resolve the root causes of his clients' opportunities. Mark is also passionate about sharing the gifts of yoga and essential oils. Mark lives in Queens, New York, and loves to explore the city and surrounding areas with his lady. He's also a regular contributor for the Live, Love, and Eat magazine. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Bernadine. It's an honor to be on your show. It's an honor to have you today. Um, so, Mark, before we start, tell our listeners how your story and how did you get started in your career? Well, my, uh, my spiritual journey actually began around uh, 1991. Um, I had a few personal practices in my life that were a little bit self-destructive. And uh, my son was born and uh, it kind of made me realize I needed to make some changes to enjoy seeing him grow up. So his birth quite literally saved my life. And so I'm eternally grateful to him for that. And um, as far as getting into the coaching and the healing, um, when I was in uh, my prior marriage, I was uh, basically just a common and garden IT guy, minding my own business, going to work, coding, coming home. And uh, my ex decided to get into the, the business world, the direct sales. And that involves like listening to a lot of the trainers and speakers. And so I jumped in with just to participate and my passion got ignited there. And I started attending some of the, the live businesses and trainings as well. And I was rather surprised to see that a lot of women were unaccompanied. You know, it was like 90% of the women there were solo. And I was curious where the men were. And I found out that most of them really weren't interested. You know, they thought it was girl stuff or you know, a hobby, wasn't anything serious. And they basically didn't believe in the person who should be the most important person in their life. So the one who should be your biggest cheerleader was being the biggest critic. And that really bothered me. So I started uh, seeing how I could make a difference. So initially, I attempted to try and reach out to men to help them understand the opportunity of supporting their wives in whatever they were doing. And it didn't get very far because the men didn't really realize that there was a problem, let alone that they were it. And... Um, I decided to switch my focus instead over to the women who were striving to be successful while dealing with an unsupportive partner as well. It's kind of a double whammy where they're like pouring cold water on your dreams, but they still expect you to be all lovey-dovey and intimate. So that was really the, uh, the beginning for me. And actually, I found that niche before I discovered coaching. That once I had this flow going, then I found the Coaching Institute and I got certified as a comprehensive coach, which basically addresses like all 
the, the entire spectrum of what could be going on. And, uh, and that really uh, led into the other things. You know, coaching led to the energy healing. Uh, I got introduced to yoga a while back. I became more passionate about that. I got certified as a teacher. And most of it was initially for my own well-being, my own journey, my own fulfillment. But you know, you can't give what you don't have. So the more I filled my own cup, focused on my own fulfillment, the more that gave me to give other people. I love that. I really love that. Um, and and I really want to talk today also about energy healing and um, you know, you do energy healing in um, relationships. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My favorite topic. Uh, my definition of a relationship is that it is the combination of two sets of energy. So you have your energy, your partner has theirs. And when those energies come together, the relationship is the result of that combination. So if one set of energy shifts, then you have to have a shift in the resulting combination. So that's why, you know, you've been together for a while, one partner their passion goes somewhere else. I'm, I mean, I'm just not saying uh, outside the marriage. I'm just saying, you know, they find something else that's more appealing to them, whether it's, you know, their car, their guns, you know, computers, you name it. And all of a sudden, the relationship itself just isn't quite the same as it was. So the other person would then often try and compensate, try and adjust their energy to make up for the other person's. Sometimes it may feel like it is, being beneficial, it is reproducing the effect, but it's really false, it's really short-lived, because now you're doing more than your fair share of the lifting. So the opportunity is for each person to take full ownership of their energy and their passion and just honor themselves in the highest possible way so they bring the absolute best of them to the relationship. Now, how does a person know, you know, when you're in a relationship and um, say, for example, um, the wife's energy changed or the, or the women's energy changed and the, her boyfriend or husband's energy doesn't change? How do they know that they have to get the energy to um, come back together again, if that makes sense? It absolutely does make sense. And a lot of people don't really think of it in those terms. You know, they just feel like something is off. And it doesn't feel the way that it used to. And we need to do something about it. But like, you know, if your car starts running a little bit rough, you don't just start trying things. You take it to the mechanic. The mechanic tells you what's wrong. It fixes it and off you go. Well, you got to be careful too with yourself and with your energy because if you're not fixing the right thing, you can actually make it worse. And a lot of times we'll notice things in the other person rather than ourselves. Often what you see in another person is a reflection of what's going on with you. But most of us don't like to look at ourselves. You know, we just like to look at the other person and see what we can fix with them. You know, if they just did this, then everything would be wonderful, right? Yeah, it's not always that way. That is so, so true. That is like, so, so true. Yeah. Um, so if you work with people, do you work with couples or do you just work with one person and then work with the other person or do you work with them together? Do you coach them together, you know, to um, get the energy together, if that makes sense? 
Oh, it absolutely does. Uh, a lot of times in a relationship, it's one person who realizes that things aren't quite right, and they typically will reach out to try and get the ball rolling on making some shifts. And yeah, the first opportunity is to help them get clear on where they are, what they want, what's the opportunity, is it really them? You make sure that your side of the street is clear and pure first. Then you coach them as best you can on what their particular opportunities are. Now, if the other party is willing, that of course is a huge help. If they are not willing, if they don't think that they have anything to work on, and you know, a lot of men unfortunately cringe at the idea of going to a coach or a therapist or a counselor for their relationships, which is something that people like me are actively trying to change because it's not a, a weakness or an ailment or anything. It's really, a, to me, a sign of devotion that this thing, this entity and this other person means more to you than anything else, especially your ego. So then if we can get them into the space, and we establish it as a safe, nurturing space for them where they can actually bring up the things that they've been holding back on, then it does provide the opportunity to help make a profound difference in their personal lives plus their relationship. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true. And, and um, if you do your energy healing, you know, the chakras, do you also bring the chakras in with when you, you know, with your coaching and when you do energy healing, um, because I love, you know, learning about the chakras. It's very interesting. Absolutely. The chakras, uh, your energy center, the very, very important part of it. And uh, having gone through yoga training and uh, having that practice in my life, it does give you more of an awareness of it. And being intuitive as well, you, you know how you can just check in and determine whether a chakra is fully opened or if it's blocked or out of alignment. And if that's the case, then that is the first opportunity for you to do to make sure that those things are properly open, they are tuned, they are in alignment to make sure that the energy is flowing properly. Because trying to fix anything else without that is really going to make things a little more complicated, a little more arduous. Yeah, that I love the chakras. I mean, I learned about them and they're very interesting. Um, so um, tell me uh, or tell our listeners, you know, I, energy, what is the difference between energy healing and Reiki? Um, is it the same concept that you're using or is energy healing different from Reiki? Uh, what's the difference? But bear in mind, I'm not quite a Reiki expert, my lady is, okay. yeah. but um, they are similar in concept that they do deal with uh, transferring energy, healing energy, so they are modalities like that. Uh, Reiki is a completely different system where it's more hands-on and it does involve a direct transmission and exchange of energy where the practitioner is intuitively aware of what they're feeling, what's going on in the body and the spirit as they are moving up and down. So they can determine where there are things out of whack that are out of alignment, and then they can offer some healing to that. So it is a very, very powerful system as far as that goes. I've received Reiki myself a few times, and I can testify to how incredible it is. Now, the energy healing that I do, it's um, 
it's a little more focused. It's like if we're having a conversation and we're tuned in, you're intuitively picking up where there may be some kind of blockages. Uh, like it could be a chakra. Um, there could be something coming up like uh, a fear, a resentment, limiting belief, a doubt, a uh, vow of silence, unpaid karmic debts, and so on and so on. And once you actually get to have some clarity on that, you'll get a feel for what is the first opportunity to clear. So if there's like very strong fear, for example, then it won't do you much good to try and take care of anything else until you get that fear out of the way. So once that's resolved and healed and cleared, then you can restart the process and then you see what comes up next. Yeah. And it's just, and you can fix, and I'm sorry, I said fix, it's not a fixing. You can help resolve things in one session, or sometimes it does take a few, because just like peeling an onion, there's different layers, there's different levels of things that can come up. Once you get one out of the way, then up comes this other stuff, like, you know, a childhood trauma, or you know, some experience that you just haven't really been able to let go of or find peace with. Oh, that is amazing. Um, I, like I said, I love energy healing and, you know, um, it's, it's like you said, the limiting beliefs, what do you believe, you know, how you grew up, you know, and it, and it walks with you through your whole life mm -hmm. and, you know, you get that blockages somewhere in your life and I call them little boxes that you put inside of you and they are closed you know um and then when you know when you start to exploring energy healing or energy work um you know those little boxes open up and it's like you said it's like mm -hmm. it's like an onion you know a peel of an onion um yeah well, the opportunity is to simply be as clear and as present as possible in this moment right now and anything that is impeding you from doing that is an energetic block that you want to resolve and clear and get it out of the way. Yeah, that is very, that's interesting. And that is just amazing. Um, uh, we can talk in two hours about energy healing because uh, I just love that subject. Um, and before you go, I want to ask you, what free tips will you give somebody who's struggling to live healthy? First and foremost, be gentle with yourself. You know, just accept where you are right now, this moment. Do not waste any energy on beating yourself up for what you did in the past that got you to this point. Have that. Second, focus on that next step. You know, one step at a time. You're not going to master this overnight. You can't undo 20 or 30 years of neglect just by you know, changing your diet or stopping drinking alcohol. So one step at a time, choose what feels best and right for you. And number three is get some expert guidance. You don't try and go it alone. There are some things that would be more beneficial to you than others. There are some things that are not right for you at all that will make you more frustrated if you do them. So reach out, get a little bit of guidance, get on a program, get pointed in the right direction and just give it your best each step. 
That that was good free tips, um, you know, and to live healthy and very great, great tips. Um, it was an honor to have you here today, Mark. Um, you are doing incredible work out there and, you know, helping people um, and their relationships. And like I said, it was an honor to have you. Well, Bernadine, the honor is mine. I really appreciate being a part of your circle. And I thank you for the opportunities to showcase my, wor uh, my work with the world. It's a pleasure. Thank you.